0: Hello Kirkwood, we have another supplemental episode of the KPL podcast. Now I just want to remind you that Ryan and I are practicing social distancing and so we are in two different locations while this podcast is being recorded. Ryan is calling in while I record the podcast. So the recording is going to sound different than our normal recordings. We have a great episode for you today. We are going to talk about resources that are available to you, about COVID-19 on the Kirkwood Public website. We talk about Diala story and we're gonna tell you a little bit more about that later on. We also will talk about some databases that are available to you that you can use if you're tired of reading books. Well, then you can learn a new language or take a class on algebra. We have a short little PSA on some of the scams that might be going on right now. And lastly, Ryan and I are gonna have a little fun with Post-apocalyptic movie recommendations. Stay tuned.
1: The last episode, we were talking about some of the recommendations the CDC made on how to safeguard you and your family from COVID-19. For this episode, I wanted to point out some other additional resources that you can take advantage of. Uh, Go by the KirkwoodPublicLibrary.org's website. Under Research It, you'll find a page for COVID-19 information. Well, there's plenty of links here and so much information that we can't, go, we can't cover all in our podcast, but it's definitely worth taking a look. And another thing that we should point out is if you have any questions about the coronavirus, the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services has set up a hotline, which is staffed 24 hours a day by medical professionals. And that number is 877-435-8411. Best way to safeguard yourself is obviously stay informed, and we highly recommend you take a look at all this information. Stay safe and
0: healthy, Kirkwood. Hey there, Kirkwood. Have you heard about dial story Basically, we are, our librarians are recording poems and stories for you to listen to through our phone system. All you have to do is call the Kirkwood Library at 314-821-5770, option 2, and listen to a poem or story. We're changing them out every few days, and I'm not going to tell you what we've got on there, so it's a bit of a surprise for you. Ryan has done quite a few of them.
1: I have indeed. I can't wait to hear them. And not only that, once they're uploaded, we'll also have the dial story archive on our website. It's almost the first option when you go to our webpage right now during the closure, and you'll be able to listen to the one that's currently up and all the others that we will be adding. As the days go on.
0: Call us up and have a listen or go check it out on our website. Okay, so Ryan, have you been getting random emails about people giving away prizes like an iPhone? Uh,
1: I have indeed. I've actually gotten two text messages proclaiming that I've won an iPhone that uh, Apple is giving away during this pandemic crisis. These are obviously not legit. They are clearly examples of scammers fishing for my information, which is sad to say because currently during this pandemic, scamming is certainly on the rise. And In and I thought it might be a good idea just to basically give just a basic PSA. So just a few things that you should be aware of is, is be wary of any business, charity, or individual requesting payments in cash or by wire transfer, gift card, or through the mail. Never share your personal or financial information over email, text message, or the phone. Know the government agencies will never call you and ask for money. Stay safe and always consider where you're getting these requests. So, you're sitting around the house and you think to yourself, you just can't read another book or watch another episode of whatever program you're binging right now. Well, there are other options to you. In fact, how does basically continuing your education sound? Well, your Kirkwood Public Library has a lot of options for you. Uh, at our website, under databases, there is a veritable wealth of things you can do. Like, how about Mango. Jeesh and I talked about that in an earlier episode, but it's a great place to go and learn a new
0: language. Yes, if you wanted to learn Spanish or Chinese, then this is a great resource for you to get started.
1: And that's available to you with your Kerpa Public Library card at home right now. Not only Mango, how about wanting to continue your education? Well, we have the option of a universal class, and it's pretty neat. This, this website has a variety of... Of different educational classes that you can sign up and learn about topics and take tests about topics. Right now I am signed up for a computer literacy class that I'm working on and a haunted histories class which uh, that one I'm pretty excited about.
0: There are so many classes to choose from they have over 500 online classes so you can even look at classes on floral arrangement with summer coming up there'll be flowers that you can work on arranging You could take a course on algebra if you have suddenly decided you didn't get enough algebra back in school.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was not much of a mathematician, but I know people in my life who do it for fun, so why not?
0: There's Uh, so much to choose from. I am just amazed at the list of courses that are offered, and it's all free with your Kirkwood Library card.
1: Right. and another database that I'd like to highlight, say you do want to keep reading, but you've already read through your backlog. What do you do next? Well, one of the databases that you can take advantage of is Novelist. And one of my favorite things that Novelist provides is you can look up your favorite authors, and then they will give you comprehensive read-alike lists. I see you like James Patterson. Well, we recommend these authors, and here is why. Like, discover uh, your new favorite author this
0: week. Oh, yeah, I love Novelist. I use this all the time when I'm doing a reader's advisory for patrons. This is the database that we librarians use when we want to give you suggestions about other authors to try out.
1: Certainly. There are so many genres that uh, when I'm doing reader's advisory, that is not my strong suit. If somebody comes up to me and says, hey, Ryan, I I love this romance author. (laughs) I'm going to be at a loss, but where I go is novelist. And that way I can get some recommendations They even usually provide a reason as to why they're a good fit.
0: That's right. I'm sorry. I'm giggling because I'm trying to get romance. <laughs> Ryan giving... <laughs> <laughs> I'm... Uh, well,
1: that's, that's not the only genre that I have trouble with. <laughs> Obviously, my strong suit is either science fiction or mystery, but, but there are definitely other topics that I am often in a lot part and thankfully we have a wide variety of tools in our librarian's belt that we can use in these situations
0: absolutely but uh if you do want to know about romance authors don't go to ryan you could probably come to me <laughs> instead
1: <laughs> that, that would be my other uh my other tool in said tool belt hey jakeisha can you help me out because i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs>
0: But if you want mystery, science fiction, Ryan's got you covered. And fantasy.
1: I do indeed. These three are just a few great examples of the different databases you can access today at your They're literally at the tip of the iceberg. There are so many others to take a look at. We highly recommend that you go and see all the different services that you can see right now when we're all homebounded, looking for things to keep us
0: busy. Yes, check out our website at kirkwoodpubliclibrary.org and click on Research It. Time for our favorite part of any podcast, the ones
1: where Jagisha and I talk about our favorite movies and books and all things library. And for this supplemental episode, we're going a little bit morbid with the pandemic. We're going to be talking about our favorite post-apocalyptic films. I will kick us off with uh, one of my favorite film directors, masterpieces, uh, John Carpenter and his film escape from New York. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's it's, escape from New York also has a hometown connection. It's film. It was filmed in St. Louis, not New York. So in the year, 1997, Manhattan has been transformed into a maximum security prison for all of us who are paying attention back in 1997. And, uh, Donald Pleasance plays the president of the United States, who basically his, his plane gets shot down and he crashes into Manhattan. And so they send uh, our favorite anti-hero, Snake Plissken, played by Kurt Russell, into Manhattan. And his job is to find an escape with the president. It is cheesy and funny and is one of the best B-rated uh, movies of all time. But I think I can often get a bad name because, you know, it's like all John Carpenter films. It's, it's well plotted. It's got an amazing soundtrack. It's just a lot of
0: fun. Oh, I feel like I can never go wrong with John Carpenter. I always find him, I find his movies to be very entertaining. And on a side note, did you know that he actually writes the music for a lot of the movies? Oh, yes. Definitely. he.
1: he- and he scores most of his films, and they're all. I struggle to think of a bad one amongst the bunch. Some of my all time favorite films are all John Carpenter films. That they, I'm sure on the podcast I've said that The Thing, uh, his version of The Thing, is probably in my top 10 favorite films. Halloween is a classic. Escape from New York is amazing. Even some of his work that gets a little bit vilified, like I don't think Prince of Darkness gets enough love, but it is a fantastic, scary, and fun film. Um, that has a pretty great cast.
0: It does, it does. Definitely check out, you know, not just Escape from New York, but a lot of the John Carpenter films.
1: And if you find yourself really loving Escape from New York, there's good news. There's a sequel called Escape from L.A. <laughs>
0: Bad
1: news, it's not even a tenth as good.
0: <laughs> All right, well, one of my favorite all-time world, end-of-world films is 2012 with John Cusack. Yes. So um, I don't know if people remember, it was the Mayan calendar that said the world was going to end in 2012. And of course, uh... 2012 happened and nothing really happened. But in the movie, it actually does. And it starts off with a series of earthquakes and L.A. falls into the ocean. Or I think California falls into the ocean. If I, rem- I don't remember exactly. But basically, the Earth is rearranging itself. And what's interesting is that the governments had uh gotten together and they created these giant arcs for people to live in until everything settled down. John Gee's got to get his family to one. Right, he's like I got to save my family so he has to get a, his he has to get his family onto one of them. And spoiler alert, he does. <laughs> but it's a I tend, you know, it's a lot of fun to watch some of the um special effects and just seeing things falling apart. There's, you know, volcanoes are exploding, coastal cities are being destroyed. So if you're into that, which I tend to be (laughs) into...
1: Well, yeah, and those natural disaster films are just a lot of fun.
0: They are. I don't know what that says about us, but yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps it does say a lot about it, but it's definitely entertaining.
0: It is. Okay, so your turn. What's your next film?
1: My next one I'll recommend is the movie Ten Cloverfield Lane. When I first saw this film, I did not expect to like it. It is an extremely loose sequel to the movie Cloverfield, which is not really my thing. It's a lot of found footage about a you know an alien Godzilla esque monster that's destroying the city and the people trying to survive at the time. It's good, but it wasn't my, le- my it wasn't my good scary level of horror. But I found that I really was engrossed by the human drama in Tin Cloverfield Lane. It's basically about Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character who wakes up. She's found that she, she's in a car accident and she's trapped in this underground bunker with two strangers. One of them, the bunker's owner, being played by John Goodman in a fantastic role. And it's kind of like like an intense thriller. You're never quite sure what's going on. The character's background kind of like basically unfolds over the course of the movie. No spoilers, it gets, you know, it gets pretty crazy, and this is all happening at the same time during the events of Cloverfield, which does not overshadow anything, it just basically sets up the premise on how these characters got there. So, even if you didn't like the movie Cloverfield, there's probably something for you to like in Ten Cloverfield Lane.
0: Okay, huh, this sounds very interesting. I haven't actually seen either of them, so this is something to add to my list to watch.
1: How about
0: yourself? Well, you got um, another
1: dystopic future for me.
0: Yes, I do. It's called Day After Tomorrow. This is another one where the world is ending. Uh, what happens mm-hmm. is that the because of the melting of the polar ice caps, the salt level in the oceans have dropped, and it creates this massive it creates a massive freeze for most of the uh-huh. northern hemisphere. And so the temperature plummets. Everything freezes over. The Statue of Liberty is broken. There's snow and ice everywhere. Stars Dennis Quaid and his Jake Gyllenhaal plays his son, and they're separated in the movie. And Jake Gyllenhaal is in New York, or he ends up in New York somehow. And they actually hole up in a library. One York- of my favorite places to go. Yes, I think. And actually, I think it might be the New York Public Library, the main branch. I believe so. They actually have to burn books to stay warm. <laughs> And there was a oh, there was a, no. there was a funny scene where they're pro, the some of the people protesting for having to burn books. And so they start off burning the, um, the tax code books. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: remember. That is, uh, I've seen uh, Day After Tomorrow. That is one of my wife's favorite films. And in Thinking of My Wife, I will throw out an honorable mention of one of her favorite films, The Core.
0: The Core. What's that about? I don't think I've seen that one either
1: is about them trying to, the magnetic core of the Earth stop spinning, and so a team of scientists have to go down in their drilling machine and jump start it.
0: Oh, that's right. Okay. Yep, now I remember. I haven't seen that one either. The other film that I probably, I have have two more, but now that you're doing an honorable mention, I'm going to mention Armageddon because (laughs) (laughs) this film was great because a giant asteroid is coming toward Earth and they have to get a bunch of drilling engineers, these drilling guys that work on, like, the Uh, oil drill platforms and they actually have to go into space and they're going to drill into the asteroid and try to break it apart so that the impact on the earth is not as strong. Liv Tyler played one of the main characters. You had Ben Affleck as her love interest. Bruce Willis plays Liv Tyler's father. He goes into space and they have to, I guess they're going to, and then they're going to set off like nuclear warheads into the holes that they drill so it breaks the asteroid apart. You gotta suspend your disbelief <laughs> in this movie, just a bit, uh, just a bit. <laughs> and but it's a lot of fun to watch. I enjoyed it a great deal.
1: All right, well, I think I've got but a singular recommendation left to make, and possibly a little bit of early, a little honorable mention as well. So during this time period, during the pandemic, where we're all uh, in closing houses, one of the things that I'm doing to keep my uh, keep my sanity is enjoying video games, and one of the ones that I've kind of revisited is the game Fallout, which is basically after a nuclear disaster, uh, Earth has become a wasteland, and your character has to survive in it. And one of the beauties of that story is that the the world is in the future, but it's also perpetually stuck in the 1950s. So everything has like this post-apocalyptic feel, but everything is also clearly colored through the lens of the 1950s. So it kind of has a humor to it that is is, of days gone by while at the same time supposed to be in the future. But my last post-apocalyptic recommendation, I think will be no stranger to anyone, is the movie Planet of the Apes, which is a true classic of cinema. I think most of us know about that film and know about its twist ending. I still won't ruin it here. But one of the few things that I think people aren't aware of it is that it was penned by the Twilight Zone creator Rod Serling, and it's much like the beloved Twilight Zone episode. It is is very unique, very strange, very thought provoking.
0: So I haven't. I know there's several versions of that film. Now I've seen the one with Mark Wahlberg. Um, so you watched? So did you, you watch the one not, with Charlton Heston? Yes.
1: Planet Earth has many, many sequels, and for the most part, they're fun, but like they're not on the same same level. Essentially, another one I can't believe I didn't think of Terminator.
0: Oh, that's right. Terminator is a good one. I've always loved Terminator, even all the sequels that followed, for the most part. Yeah, uh, there's,
1: I mean, even the bad ones, there's something enjoyable about each of them.
0: Yeah, actually, I haven't seen the most recent one, so that might be something else that I can add to my list.
1: Mm, Yeah, I haven't either. I definitely want to.
0: So, Kirkwood, those are some of our world-ending movies that Ryan and I both enjoy. Uh, you know, leave a comment, let us know what you think of our list and, um, let us know what movies you have on your list.
1: That's right. What's your, what's your favorite world ending film? And that's our second week supplemental episode. We hope that you're out there staying healthy and safe. As always
0: thanks for listening. To learn more about different things that the library is doing during our closing, uh, just check out our websites. Uh, check out our website, Kirkwoodpubliclibrary.org. You can also find us on Facebook, at Kirkwood Public Library and on Instagram as Kirkwood Lib. Thanks for listening. until next time.